Chapter 23 of Among the Great Masters of the Drama. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Catherine Phipps. Among the Great Masters of the Drama by Walter Rawlins. Jefferson. Mr. Jefferson is an actor of exquisite art. As a comedian, he would hold his own beside the finest comic artists of France, M. Rainier, M. Go, M. Coquelin, Branda Matthews. A certain likeness exists between Fechter and Jefferson. Both were artists as well as actors. Fechter's father, who was a talented sculptor, wished his son to follow in the same path, and for some years Charles studied modelling with great success. But at last his love for the drama became too strong to be resisted, and he abandoned the studio for the stage. Another French actor, Etienne Melang, who won fame in romantic parts, such as Fechter Shonin, Monte Cristo was one of them, was also a sculptor of genuine attainments. His two sons, Lucien and Gaston Melang, are painters of great merit, some of whose works have been reproduced in the illustrations of this series. The elder Melang, who was likewise a talented painter, when a young man out of an engagement, joined a strolling company on the point of embarking at Havre for Guadeloupe, where he arrived in the summer of 1830. The first essays of the motley troupe were tolerably successful, but a sudden rising of the blacks and an attempt made by them to take possession of the places in the theatre reserved for the whites compelled the governor to interfere and order the house to be closed. Thus, thrown upon their own resources, the ladies of the company were reduced to give lessons in dancing, and their male associates in fencing, whereas Melang, who knew nothing of either accomplishment, remembered that he had formerly been a scene painter, and boldly announced his readiness to take likenesses, at all prices and in all sizes. It is presumable that at the period in question, the art of portrait painting in Guadeloupe was in its infancy for no sooner had the advertisement appeared than our hero's studio was crowded with applicants, mostly natives, and doubtless attracted by the modesty of the charges, which varied, according to the dimensions of the work, from ten sous to two francs. A precious lot of ugly scoundrels they were, observed Melang, long afterward, while recounting some of his early adventures and a pretty caricature I made of them. But they paid down on the nail, so that before six months had elapsed, I had put by a sufficient sum to defray the cost of my passage, and started in the first homebound vessel that sailed from the port. In 1852, when acting the title role in Benvenuto Cellini, he modelled on the stage, in a few minutes, a figure of Hebe, which Napoleon III, who was present on the occasion, requested might be reserved for him, and gave it a place of honour in the Tuileries. This tour de force was followed in Salvatore Rosa by a masterly sketch of a rocky landscape, which Malang dashed off on canvas with similar rapidity, and renewed on each successive performance of the drama. Mrs. Siddons, it is recorded, used the sculptor's tools successfully, but Sarah Bernhardt is doubtless the best-known actress who has also won distinction in art. As long ago as 1876, she gained an honourable mention at the Paris Salon with a group entitled After the Tempest. 
and many will remember the collection of her paintings and sculptures which she brought with her on her first visit to America in 1880 and which were exhibited in several cities. A prominent English actor, J. Forbes Robertson, has painted many pictures, including one of the church scene from Much Ado About Nothing, as acted by Irving's company at the Lyceum Theatre, and Whedon Grossmith, a brother of the monologist George Grossmith, is also both a well-known actor, having played Jacques Strop to Henry Irving's Robert McCare, and an artist whose works have been shown at the Royal Academy. The writer remembers visiting an exhibition in London in 1880, where all the works of art on view were either of actors or by them. Many names familiar to British or American theatre-goers appear in the catalogue. C.J. Matthews, William Rignold, W.H. Kendall, Henry Neville, Genevieve Ward, E.H. Southern, George Conquest, Harry Poulton, Ella Dietz, Curl Bellew, Wilson Barrett, Fred Vokes, Howard Paul, and Ada Swanborough. Three paintings by Joseph Jefferson were shown, a Sea Coast at Sundown, a Scotch Lock, and a Lake Scene in America the last named being lent by the actor's son-in-law, the late B. L. Fargen, novelist. All the pictures by Matthews in this collection were landscapes, and, as these titles suggest, it is in landscape painting that the genial Rip delights to spend such leisure hours as can be spared from acting and fishing. Some of his best pictures have, for their subject, the cypress swamps of Louisiana, where Mr. Jefferson owns a large plantation, but his brush is not by any means limited to such scenes. And when the actor is seen no more upon our stage, he will leave behind him not only the memory of a famed comedian, a fellow of infinite jest, but also that of an artist endowed with both sympathy and imagination. End of chapter 23